Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to How to Cope. Every episode, writer Becky Howard, that's me, and my friend psychotherapist Lucy Clyde will be talking about how we can look after our mental health during the coronavirus crisis and beyond. Because whatever type of pandemic you're having, it's hard on all of us. So let's try and get through it the best way we can by talking. This episode, we're talking to DJ and meditation guru, Rob DeBank. My heart is pounding <laughs> at a million miles an hour because we've just yeah. had a slight technical glitch. Well, it was like, like it's a slight technical glitch. It was more like a complete technical disaster. Yeah, no, I know mine too. That was that was really heart stopping stuff. I didn't, yeah, I hadn't quite realised the levels of anxiety attached to trying to get this work to work. I know. But, I know. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we've we've managed to uh, somehow through absolutely no technical expertise <laughs> and a lot of switching things on and back on again. That's expertise. <laughs> we have managed to to. Uh, start the recording and to be able to hear each other yeah um, and just bloody fingers crossed that it carries on like that Indeed. um because we've got a really a really cool guest on today haven't we oh we have i'm very excited very very excited about this one do you want to do the honors or shall i go and do it i always do it well um today we're talking to rob debank who is um uh a, a very, you know, well-known, long-standing DJ uh, and founder of uh, festivals, Bestival and Camp Bestival. And um, he's also set something up called Sleep Retreat, which is about helping people relax through uh, meditation and yoga. And there's two very different ends of human experience there. But I, I was thinking it's be really interesting to talk to him because obviously all events, all music events have been shut. Nothing's happening. Uh, you know, Glastonbury this year is officially not happening. Uh, so you know which is so sad no and there's something so life-affirming about this stuff isn't mm. it and, it just, and it's just it just feels like a fresh kind of you know kick that you know the things that we do to kind of that are the most life-affirming and that the high point for a lot of people's years in that respect are just yeah. kind of are again not happening and it just kind of adds to the sense of drag and droop and sadness about definitely and that is really pulling all of us down a bit isn't it 
and it does it just adds to that sense of that i think we're already quite accustomed to that sense of uh, um being know. brutalized by the world <laughs> the fact that there's increasingly glaringly obvious there's nothing left to look nothing to look forward to right now except teeny tiny things and all the focus is on dinners and that's you know a bit yeah. of Here we are. We've got here. One week, one week late, but uh, we got there. That's all right. How are you? How are you feeling, Lucy? Are you in a um, a sort of airing cupboard with a with a with a um clothes rack with a duvet over the top? Of very it? very sharp eyes <laughs> of you there, Rob. That is exactly where I am. Yeah, look, here we go. Look, it's 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 you know. I think it's the level of professionalism we've come to expect from right. the pandemic. It's. Yeah. That's a good look. And Becky's in a Becky's in a teeny tiny cupboard. Yeah, <laughs> where she can't stand up in, so she can't. Like looks like she's in a sort of miniature submarine heading down to the bottom of the Mariana Trench. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? It's actually a lovely cocoon, and sometimes in the week where things get a bit too much, I can just come and sit in here, and I don't have to talk to anyone. Yeah, you, sh- you should manufacture them and sell them to stressed parents. Yeah, yeah. I might have stumbled upon something here. I think there's yeah. a valuable service to be offered. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Rob, so much for, for coming on. No problem. Yeah, so we, we, we've been talking to loads of different people about how they've been coping during the pandemic. And one of the reasons we really wanted to speak to you um was obviously you know to find out sort of your personal how you've managed everything but actually one of the industries that has been so so horrifically impacted has been live music live events and we just really wanted to find out what it's been like from someone who is you know that's what you do this is your this is your living and how it has been um Mm. so I don't know if you you can sort of cast your mind back to you know the the long distant days of March last year or maybe before that did you did you sort of sense that um Covid was going to be such a massive impact on your industry or did it come as a bit of a shock um I wasn't really thinking about my industry I suppose I was just thinking about reality and normal life and I I was on a skiing trip with one of my kids with some friends and we um and his the the guy who I was on holiday with his daughter, his daughter's uh, friend's son had COVID, and he must have been one of the sort of first cases in in Europe. And, and mm. about this strange COVID word, and uh, kind of wondering what what it was all about. Um, and and then obviously things sort of snowballed from there. So I I was never not that I'm <laughs> I'm not a very selfish person maybe and I wasn't thinking oh god what's going to happen to me or my industry it was it was much more thinking about the uh the wider world and it and it's still kind of uh still kind of is I I I'm a sort of eternal optimist so if you think you're going to get a doom and gloom um story out of me or how I've fallen into a deep depression over it I'm 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 not um but I, I I'm really yeah. glad to hear that I'm really glad to hear that yeah <laughs> I mean obviously it is kind of the worst thing that could have happened to not only the world but yeah our, our industry but uh 
but you know we'll we'll get we'll get through that um so i'm not i'm not sort of fast forwarding through the entire interview and saying it's all going to end end in a bed of roses but um but uh yeah it it is for us (laughs) (laughs) is that you just decided right the bed of roses that's no there's no other option that that's where this is going for you well i think the world the world has been through worse catastrophes and you know the second world war the first world war the you know spanish flu the plague the you know yeah i'm i'm trying to stay optimistic so in terms of when when things actually did all shut down for the first time what immediately changed for you did you have loads of things booked in that suddenly disappeared or did you have to suddenly you know pivot and do things at home how did it work <clears throat> um yeah i mean again selfishly we we work we work a lot from home. We do work um, from the Live Nation office in London for our for our festival work. We we sort of spin a lot of plates, and you know I've got a record label, DJing, mm-hmm. um, meditation teacher, wellness um, camp. You know uh, we've got a camp in our a sort of wellness camp in our garden. Um, so so we we kind of adapted quite quickly, and uh, I suppose the biggest thing is having four four kids and then you know when when the kids couldn't go to school then that that obviously added to the <clears throat> to the fun and we we actually really loved the first lockdown and I don't mean that in some flippant way that oh yeah it was a it was a breeze and you know we we need we need money we need to earn money as much mm-hmm. as the next person we we you know we we absolutely have to earn money from what we what we do which is not only the festivals but all those other things and so it kind of kicked in with you know, I'm, I'm sort of glad that I was spinning so many plates. And in the past, I've not been criticised, but people have said, why are you doing so many things? Why don't you just do one thing really well? And I'm actually so glad that I stuck to having so many so many uh, hats to wear because, you know, my meditation teaching, for example, has become not only financially okay, but um, more importantly, has helped a lot of people through, um, you know, through, through lockdown and COVID. So it's... Uh, <clears throat> yeah it's been kind of uh mostly fun I'll be honest I'm not enjoying this lockdown anywhere near as much as the last one why is that uh probably because it's kind of gray and wet yeah. and um you know we live we live by the sea um you know you, you can see out that that's where you possibly can't see lovely it, no I can see oh lovely view it's nice view out of Rob's actually window actually see the sea out of Rob's window <laughs> on a great day as well it's we beautiful. actually we can actually walk into the sea from our from our garden so cold water swimming and cold water therapy wow. um one of my uh one of my fallback mechanisms for sure um, but also hasn't the situation changed quite dramatically where you are because you're on the isle of Wight, which had a very kind of a slightly more relaxed first lockdown didn't it and then you know after christmas i think the figure the numbers started to change where you are yeah, we went from and, yeah. we went from being very smug about being in tier one along with the yeah. Isle of Cornwall, and then suddenly we were in tier four and the, the worst rising cases per sort of capita or whatever you say uh, in the country. And um, I mean, I'd, I'm I'm not really in the blame game, but a lot of people were saying it's because when we were in tier one, there were kind of booze cruises coming across from South Africa. <laughs> yes, Portugal. I heard that. We were just desperate to have some fun. I think that's what it is. I think it's really interesting what you mentioned about the first lockdown um, and having sort of an, a, a positive, generally a positive experience. Because what I found during this lockdown, just from chatting to 
people and also my kids, they have nostalgia for the first lockdown. <laughs> because they everyone's starting to remember it with these rose tinted glasses of us all being outside and it all being hot sunny weather and generally having a nice time and I think it's so interesting that you know certainly for some of us when we were in it it didn't feel like happy happy times but compared with now it's infinitely better wasn't it yeah I, th- I think you know the weather was obviously one aspect of that but I also feel it's a bit like <laughs> Um, something that you do repeatedly that isn't you know the first time it's 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 a novelty and it it was kind of like oh this is fun you know it's like a big camping trip all of us stuck in a freaking small space for (laughs) weeks on end and then the second time it's like oh right we're back here and it's mm, it's not quite as much fun now And and my kids weirdly they are not sort of academic scholars but they are desperate to get back to school like most of the nation's kids probably to get away from us and to um you know see them see their mates and so me it's it's about managing their their mental health and their their well-being and particularly the second eldest um you know who's 12 I've, I've really seen him his spirits drop and he's normally a pretty chirpy guy so and speaking to other parents at the school you know they, they have the same where pre- previously pretty happy-go-lucky kids are are, are suffering and uh, you know and I'm we're we're lucky you know we 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 um the kids go to a great school that has video lessons for most of their lessons and we're we're kind of privileged in that way and I I I, god knows what is happening in the rest of the country you know some of some kids that just don't have the opportunities we've got I, I really do feel for them and you know without getting too dark then I do see a obviously like people have talked about in the media a sort of epidemic of mental health um you know not not only amongst adults but but kids as well yeah and yeah and I think I mean I think there's some sort of very um very very real and very very valid concerns and I think you know when you think about how kids do time you know they, they do it very differently from from adults and you know the percentage of a young person's life that this has taken up already is immense and you know isolation is not is not good for anybody really even the people who are good at isolation, uh, you know, kind of you can you can um, it's very easy to measure stress hormones and stuff like that. You can swab the insides of cheeks and analyze hair and all of that stuff. And even the people who are good at isolation, the people who get selected to go to kind of, you know, Arctic stations and stuff start to show signs. You know, I mean, it's it's and, you know, they're trained and good at this and have purpose and meaning. And so to be to be isolated w- without an end in sight and crucially without sufficient purpose and meaning and connection is is really really takes its toll on people and it will take you know on young and old alike I mean it's no one's immune so where so when you say um about kids and time are you saying that they um this to them this seems like an awful lot longer time yeah yeah because because they've lived um shorter lives or because that's the way their brains work well both because they've lived shorter lives it's where it's where their brains work the you know the capacity to kind of um you know you don't have the cognitive stuff online yet to go well all things will pass you know and you don't have you don't have the life experience and you don't have the cognitive capacity yet because you're very immediate right you're very kind of you know the joy and beauty of kids is that they're very in the moment 
and mm. the stress of them as well, you know, is they don't understand that, you know, if you, you know, if you're not out of the door in five minutes, then that is going to have a massive impact on, you know, and and, and that's a how long does that take to learn? You know, I mean, that's, that's yeah. a lesson that goes on and on and on and on, you know, when you're yelling shoes uh, every morning. Yeah, but, yeah. but that's what I mean is it's the sort of the capacity for forethought, the capacity to scroll ahead is is developing and and that's all you can do right that's all they can do is develop it in their own time but so right now it's weird yeah and I suppose for a 12 year old then it you know they've been in in not in lockdown but they've had COVID in their lives for a year now so I suppose that's a 12th of a, yeah. a life whereas I'm 47 and uh what what age range are your kids how old's the oldest and down to the youngest uh well the little stig of the dump that you just saw covered in uh <laughs> Covered in gorgeous. Magic. He's very, very um, cute. <laughs> covered in permanent marker that he doesn't realise is never going to come off. He, he's, uh, he's he's four, and then the, the teenager who was trying to help um, set my AirPods up is fourteen. So we've got four, ten, twelve, and fourteen. Four boys. Wow. And so when you were when you were sort of first in that homeschool situation, how did you manage it? Did you did you kind of do shifts with your with your wife, or did you were you all in there trying to kind of keep them occupied and busy how did it how did it work out um yeah I mean the first one then the the 10 year old really struggled and he he's he's got some issues with his maths and English anyway and so he he really hated it and I was having to sit with him you know constantly pretty much every lesson because he was needing help weirdly this time around and I don't know what's happened but he's barely left the, the room to ask for my help so either he's in there playing on his Nintendo or, he's, uh, <laughs> or something's something's clicked but yeah, he, yeah he's away now and so um but yeah it's, it, I mean yeah so the first time it was it was it, yeah a lot of attention on him and then the other ones were just kind of getting on with it and yeah, I mean, you know, in the rest of the time, we, you know, we live in the wild, you know, in nature. There's a forest next door. There's the sea there. So we go and jump in the sea or go for a walk. You know, we're very, very lucky in that in that respect. Um, How important was that to you to to kind of getting through and and staying relatively positive, being able to get out to nature and do all that? I, I mean, yeah, I can't I couldn't imagine doing it any other way I've already got that thing of we've you know I've always lived by the sea apart from well 20 years in <clears throat> in London but I always missed the sea I, I grew up living by the sea sorry I, I was born you know by the sea and and I kind of get twitchy if I'm away from the sea for like 24 hours now mm. so I it was already built in me and, but now looking back I, I actually can't imagine um <clears throat> you know get, the, going back to that nine to five sort of existence and getting on the train to London and blah blah and me and Josie you know my wife we've built this building this camp um this wellness camp here and and doing the meditation and the yoga and stuff then it's it's sort of we've kind of shifted our total perspective on what we're doing and we'll always do music festivals um as our sort of base but but you know the the wellness side of stuff and and selfishly obviously with all the people that are going to be affected by this then that market is is booming and indeed yeah can I ask you about the wellness camp because I'm I'm really curious about that and about your kind of your meditation work and you know because it's it's sleep retreat isn't it and it kind of occurred to me 
as I was thinking about this and sort of thinking, because it's a bit, you know, if you think about it, it's a bit of a leap, isn't it, from, from what you do, from the kind of the big communal events that very much kind of raise you up and, you know, get you very excited and connected and, you know, are huge amounts of a very particular type of fun um, into kind of, you know, going the other way, which is winding right down. But it occurred to me that there's a real link there between with you right in the middle of it about trying to change people's internal states. So, yeah. or kind of influencing people's internal states, right? Sort of having that, that capacity to kind of, you know, make people help, help people feel one thing or help people feel another. And I was really interested in that transition. Like what, you know, what, what, what provoked that within you to go into the kind of the, the meditation side of things and the, the, the kind of the down-regulating, I suppose, as opposed to the kind of the excitement? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I totally get your point. And I, I think I'm a, I was a very shy kid, you know, and my way of, my way of being someone and my purpose was to be the party starter, weirdly, and to sort okay. of, you know, I was the one that planned the parties when we were teenagers and brought the stereo along and I was the DJ, you know, even in the days of cassettes and stuff. And I was always the, yeah, the party starter. And I think that's where festival and all that stuff comes from is me wanting to find my place, is me giving people fun and yeah. enjoyment and, and and making people happy. And I think with meditation, it's the same. I want people to discover their sort of true, true self through mm. meditation and, and be happier. And, um, and so it's, yeah, it's a smaller scale offering the meditation, you know, sometimes one-to-one -one or, or in a group of 10 or whatever, but it, it does the same thing. And I, I started a weekly free um, meditation for people that I've taught and is, is a, you know, between 10 and 20 of them each, each Monday, but it's a total lifeline for them. It, they they say mm -hmm. it's the, their favorite thing of the week. And all we're doing is normally having a little reading or a poet, poem or something. And then we meditate together for 20 minutes and, and people, you know, absolutely anchor their life, their weeks around it now. So I sort of was thinking, yeah, might do this, might not. And it's now it's just become this really. Now you important. have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you're doing it in a very kind of connected way, right? So there's, you know, people are still connecting. They're, they're you know, very much in a very kind of internal relaxed state. But it's, 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 it's communal, isn't it? Yeah. So it it's is, a very it? antidote to this kind of distress of being completely isolated. Yeah, and like you guys are sitting in your little cosy cupboards and duvets and stuff, it's the same sort of vibe on a on a Monday with people just kind of in darkened rooms, like cuddling up and just sort of, uh, what you know, needing that that sort of internal space away from the, the news, the kids, the, the bad stuff. Um, but yeah, I you know I I, lo I I love that. I get as much enjoyment out of that as I do standing on a stage looking at forty thousand people having a great time at one of our festivals and you know I suppose there's an element of being there done that and you know after 15 plus years of doing festivals then not to say um it's it's sort of waned the excitement but uh <clears throat> you know if you do something for long enough it becomes like a day job and yeah. uh, you know that that has happened in in festivals I still it's still my favorite weekend of the year when we do camp festival or something but but equally um you know, if I had to make a choice, then, you know, maybe meditation and sort of helping people would would e ease ahead. Wow. So when did you when did you start um, moving into that? What did it you know, has that been a few years in the making that you've you've developed that interest and, and that training? Yeah, I mean, I'd, yeah, I've 
I mean, yeah, I've been meditating on and off for for about fifteen plus years, and and practicing yoga for twenty. 25 years so um i mean yeah me and josie we, we you know like i say we like doing a lot of things and so we've always had that practice but we've also been hedonistic party people as well and you know you you can sort of have those yeah. those lives so um it's not great with a hangover meditation but um but yeah <laughs> I'm not some ascetic monk who sat in a cave for 20 years you know meditating on a candle i i, I live my life fully and then and then also have that strand of, um, you know, being a meditation teacher and and loving, you know, wellness, spirituality, and and that whole that whole thing as well. So it's um, yeah, somehow it somehow it works. And in in thinking about like living living over the past year with COVID, what have you been able to take from all your like the fact that you are you know you are a meditation teacher you know all this stuff right and you've been practicing it for a long time how did that help you how is that helping you get through what we're what we're all dealing with now what do you take from it yeah I mean it's a it's a good question I I wouldn't want anyone listening to this to think that I'm sat in a sort of bubble of eternal bliss um (laughs) every day because I might be for twenty minutes twice a day when I'm meditating. Um, you know, if I'm if I'm lucky. But um, look, let, let's face it, you've been trying to home homeschool. There is no, there is no there bubble is no of eternal day. bliss in there. Oh no! No, no. I, I still snap at my kids. I, me and my wife still have arguments. You know, I I I, I know. You know, the the eventual path is towards enlightenment for many. But I, you know, that's that's an awfully hard. Um, road and you know not many people get there and I'm not expecting that um necessarily to occur so I'm living sort of day by day and not beating myself up and that's what I've probably learned over this this lockdown and I've read some amazing books on it um uh after the after the ecstasy the laundry I think one of them is called and that's an amazing book about um okay you know after the ecstasy of meditating yeah you do then you've still got to do the laundry and it's a bit like it's a bit like lockdown you know yes you can you can have a beautiful bottle of wine and feel like you've escaped for an hour but then afterwards you know you've got to do the laundry you've got to do the washing up you've got to deal with the situation or or you can meditate and feel great but then you're still going to have that reality check so um yeah I'm 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 a realistic uh a realist realist meditator (laughs) Oh, I think that's yeah. really important because I think sometimes that stuff just adds, uh, you know, for some people the 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 messages around sort of meditation and stuff can be can be a bit off off putting because there's this idea that you have to get to a certain state or be a certain way or it just adds another thing. And I think there's something really um, crucial just generally about embracing imperfection and flaws and laundry uh, and, yeah, and yeah. you know snapping and and just you know all of it I've been I've been wondering because you know because obviously this this whole thing this whole delightful time that we're living through it, but effectively has now we're now leading into two summers being cancelled and I'm wondering you know do you miss because you you know you had lots of fun cool stuff do you were doing lots of fun cool stuff in summer for you and for you know for other people and I have to own up I have been to camp festival I have I have Mm. done that uh it was the year where there was a massive storm oh (laughs) (laughs) that different podcast yeah it was but I just want to say it was great while it lasted I had a really really nice time but it was brief but fantastic it was a high point yeah 
five mile an hour winds came and yeah yeah and they were tense flying um but though so you know you you've had all this 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 you know presumably your 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 summers are packed and they're fun and they're interesting and I'm I'm wondering what you you know do you miss that now have you where are you with that Mm. no yeah great question I mean I I I selfishly I I have to admit I enjoyed um having a year away from it and the fact it was taken away from us and everyone Mm. sort of had it taken away and I don't I, I obviously the flip side of that is I'm completely conscious that it was not only my living and and financial living and that's not the, maybe the reason we do it but it's it's very important and we need to feed the feed the kids but you know the the thousands of crew and um, mm. artists performers backstage crew you know who have had their livelihoods ripped away and actually I'm, I don't, I don't get angry about stuff but I'm frustrated at the kind of some there seems to be this attitude from some people who maybe have got a secure job during covid that you know oh how dare you think about doing a festival it's like well that's what we do and that's our livelihood so what do you want us to do just go yeah screw it i mean i know so many people who are now working in covid testing centers that previously were touring the world being famous famous djs or or sort of running running music festivals or nightclubs and you know these incredible talented spirited people who are of you know testing people and putting their bravest face on for that and they're, and they're putting their lives at risk you know to, mm. get to this, earn money yeah to earn money and to get this thing sorted and I, I i am there is a rising frustration with people that seem to think that we shouldn't aim to try and get festivals on this summer because we flipping well should and if we can get enough people vaccinated then we will get some kind of summer and I, I know that some people will just scoff at that and say it's a, it's a crazy um idea but you know i've just turned off the tv news and there's thirty thousand people going to a tennis tournament in australia in a couple of weeks wow. like thirty thousand people together you are watching the america's cup sailing in new zealand there's people arm in arm on sunlit meadows you know having... they're, they're more or less back to they're more or less back to a, a normal life it is astonishing really to see it isn't it and and yeah. you know it's difficult not to be a bit envious no, very, very envious, and also it's it is possible. I, I, I don't, I've no idea of the logistics of shutting the UK off, and I'm not saying to do that. But you know, it is possible to get back to normal, and we need to do it as quickly as possible. I know that's what everyone wants, but we shouldn't just give up on the pleasures of of life. Which you know, I mean, festivals are huge in the UK. You know, they're yeah, one of they the biggest, biggest kind of things that people do, and um, everyone's missing it, including the public. So we we should. And that's the thing. I mean, I think I know lots of people for whom festivals are kind of, you know, the the big high point of a year. And, you know, I can remember a time in my life when I was a bit younger, when people would kind of not go on holiday abroad, but would, you know, festival hop all summer. And it was kind of, you know, the big thing. And it's such, um, and even more recently, when I did, you know, go to Camp Festival Storm Year, uh, there were lots of, you know, I did speak, I was speaking to lots of people going, yeah, no, this is, this is it for us. This is the high point of our year. This is the best thing. We have the best time. We, you know, it, it brings us together as a family, you know, we kind of, you know, and they were clearly very experienced, organized <laughs> festival goers there. I'm not one of those, but you know, and, and, and I sort of, and it's been, it's occurred to me recently as we're kind of, you know, nudging into some number two that actually that's it it's just the loss of all the things that make life less grim is really biting and you are somebody who must be really kind of really really keenly aware of that yeah yeah I mean people come to camp festival and my favorite quote from one one child is is is, is, 
Camp Festival's better than Christmas. And, you know, we, we, <laughs> we love that. We love that quote. And, you know, people have life-changing experiences, yeah. not only Camp Festival, but yeah. every festival, nightclubs, theatres, yeah. you know, people learn stuff, they fall in love, they make babies there, they, you know, they're educational, they're fun, they're nourishing for our for our souls without getting too hippy-dippy about no, it. And, it's true. You know, I think we can all cope with one summer written off, but I don't, you know, I'm not starting to, well, I'm not starting to wonder, but I, yeah, I really wonder for, for a lot of people's. And it's, it's the same with football matches, you know, they're, they're saying on the news about, you know, the rise in men's mental health problems, it, you know, can be directly connected to not being able to go to their football yeah. match on a Saturday as well. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing, actually, isn't it? If you think about what it, it maybe the sort of stuff that we might have known in the back of our minds that, oh, we, we know it's important to connect. We know it's important to we're social creatures. Blah, blah, blah. Having having it all taken away, whatever our outlet is, like you say, whether it's a football match or whether it's the the yearly festival season or whether it's going to gigs, going to theatre, da da da. I I miss it so much. It's like an ache, you know. And I crave being in a room full of people, in whatever format that is. And it's amazing that it's taken this for many of us, probably the majority of us, to realise how important that is to making us all feel good just that connection with strangers isn't it yeah I mean like that word that you both use connection you know and belonging you know Mm. which I learned again in my meditation teacher training you know it's it's what we what we do you know we discover our inner self and then we come out and connect to people and that's how we kind of make ourselves feel part of the society and yeah. you know part of our tribe and if if we can't do that it's it's crippling and um yes. I mean in a way I'm lucky to have four children because I don't get a chance to think oh I, I'm, I'm, I'm lonely I'm never going to be lonely with that many kids but I I, I do you know I, I deeply worry about the people out there that you know for some people going to the football match was their only enjoyment in their in their lives and now they're sat at home in their house kind of waiting for that to come back so it's um yeah it's it is a uh, that ache that mm. word that you use I can I can see that with uh, it's interesting because you're because you're now kind of in that mental health space yourself um what have you found has helped the people that you're meditating with or, or you know collaborating with what have you found that has been the most useful thing to help people's mental health through this um Oh, I think people hopefully, you know, exploring the glorious World Wide Web and finding out, you know, there's so many incredible, generous teachers who are giving their time often for free to um, to to sort of give people some advice and sort of practical ways of kind of getting through it. So mm-hmm. that people like Stuart Sanderman, the breath pod guy, you know, who, who does daily. Oh, yeah. 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 Know, amazing does daily um breath work um the breath guy as well richie bostock um you know so so people like that that you know i mean i think breathing is probably even more important than you know than meditating or yoga Mm. or going for a run i think you know everyone sort of learning to to breathe through this is is one way of um you know even 
briefly to to kind of give yourself some respite. So I think uh, think things like that. I mean, but you know, the sense of community. You know, I, I watch Stuart's things a, a, a lot of mornings, and there's like six hundred people on there, kind of all breathing together, and you know, stuff like that is wow. changing people's lives. People who maybe never had never done that before. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's an incredible amount of cool stuff out there that people can can access for free or for for very little money, um, and just just the normal stuff like trying to get out into nature, going for a walk, looking after yourself, not overindulging in booze and bad food, and you know. But you know, none of us are saints. I, you know, we had a few drinks last night, and it's it's you know, you need to escape as well. You know, you need that escapism in those release valves. Like we we sort of cling on for dear life all the way through the week the friday it's like yes we made it and you never, yeah. have, <laughs> never have a friday feeling like you do during covid times oh where my you're God, like, I know. Yeah, turn off the laptops and put yeah. away the books and kind of yeah have a bit of space definitely i think i think it's i think there's so much um like you you've said and we've been saying is the human need to connect and when we can't connect in the ways that we've done for you know modern in throughout the modern uh, age we will do anything to find that connection and and whether it's doing something like you know a, a group meditation uh, group breathing you know thing with 600 people or joining one of your meditation things or whatever it is you know i i've been doing um uh, an, a you know a training class um that you know would have done in person but i love seeing the people even if it's on the screen and it's it's better than just doing something on my own. And even though it's not as good, it's better than it's better than the alternative, isn't it? And because we're just all craving that connection, and I can't wait to get back to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hear that. Yeah, but in a, in a way, the world's now changed and probably permanently, and for a, in in a good way. That especially if we're talking about wellness, you know, that that whole thing has just exploded, and people that went into the first lockdown, you know, really well-known yoga teachers like our, our teacher Laura Gay Eastley from Try Yoga you know she went in having never done an online course um, uh, online class and and, and now th- you know swears by it and has people tuning in from Australia or Japan or you know and it's, you, do, it's very... you do online classes though don't you you do you're on YouTube aren't you uh yeah, yeah. I do do some yoga nidras online now and again I, I, I mean yeah I've started again in this in, in this lockdown I've only done one I've done DJ sets, did a lot of DJ sets in the first lockdown, and really loved the interaction and the slight fear of the Wi-Fi <laughs> dropping out, and that's all. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's not it's not DJing in a sweaty nightclub or in a sunlit field. So I, I'll always prefer that sort of um, that for the DJing. But actually, yeah, for the meditation, yeah. I, I love teaching people all over the country um you know that that wouldn't necessarily have made it to the isle of wight before so it's 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 a it's kind of a boon from from the wellness perspective mm. uh, yeah yeah there have been there have been definitely some some sort of like unexpected benefits for uh, being able to get out everything that people do to a much wider audience um so if people are interested in what you do rob where can they find out more information um, yeah, well, I mean, on the normal sort of social channel, so Instagram and Twitter, not really very active on Facebook for whatever reason. And, and then uh, sleepretreat.net tells you about our um, what, what we do with that. And we're, we're about to launch a new a new thing called Camp Earth, which is essentially our, our, our plot, plot of land here 
by the sea, which is going to be um, wellness camps and family camps and um, and 72 hour retreats and sleep retreat will be kind of part of that. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a whole sort of, you can come here and kind of totally turn everything off and de-stress de over a week, a weekend. And, um, and we'll be here to teach you meditation, yoga, forest bathing, cold water therapy, a, a sauna made out of a gypsy caravan. Of, God, that uh, sounds like heaven. <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> incredible. I'll book you in for the end of June. Oh, would you, oh, please? God. Yeah, yeah, we'll be I'm so gonna... frazzled. We'll be so <laughs> frazzled by that. <laughs> I'm just going to go and crawl out of my cupboard and look at the grim London streets <laughs> and just imagine I'm somewhere else now. Oh, yeah. Where are you in London? Uh, we're both in North London in Finchley. Oh, okay, cool. We're a few streets yeah. away from each other, but uh, so we live really close to each other. But this is our main form of communication, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not much forest bathing going on around here, but you know, no. we want. It's probably one one uh, pollution fleck tree still on the. <laughs> It's not quite that bad, but it's certainly. Not, not yeah, we bad. haven't. No. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's which is which is fantastic and rammed at the moment, as you can imagine. You know, I mean, the London's green spaces are packed, packed. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, and there's and there's a, there's been a bit of a run on thermals and all of that kind of stuff because it's no one can. It's the only way people can see each other. So it's 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 kind of it's a bit like Oxford Street used to be. Really, even on a crappy day. Yeah, yeah. The right. desperate. There's literally is nothing else, isn't there? Yeah. 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 And are people going in the um in the um not the Lido? What are they called? In the ponds. I think the ponds are closed. They're closed. Right. They're closed because I was I'm I'm a I'm a I go to the ponds. I'm not as um I've got a friend who's in year round. She goes year round. Yeah. You know she'll she'll crack the ice sort of yeah. thing. And I've not quite built myself up to her level. Um, but I was swimming up until the autumn. Um. And then really guttingly, it's, and it's such a shame because they were incredibly good at keeping everyone very spaced apart, very low numbers. And you know that for a huge amount of people that visit it, it is literally their mental health lifeline. Yeah. And the community around those places is, is incredible too. So it's, yeah. 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 yeah I mean, yeah, I, I've really got into, well, I've been, been in every day since, um, since last year so I've sort of got acclimatized to it to it now and obviously we're lucky that it's at the bottom of the bottom of the garden wow. eventually but um but yeah it's uh, you know if I've had a if I'm having a bad day I'll go and jump in the sea for two or three minutes and it will just completely change my mindset so I hope they get they get those open again for people because they're they are a, yeah like you say a lifeline yeah really are yeah oh Rob well thank you so much for talking to us today yeah, no, sorry for all the delays and thanks for bearing with me and thanks to the listeners. No, it's been, it's it's been, been absolute absolutely pleasure. awesome. Yeah, thank you. Um, and good luck with with Sleep Retreat and, um, yeah, keep doing all the good work. It's amazing. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll meet up in a sunny field and share some pear cider one day. And, oh, uh, God. Yeah, we'll just, yeah, look back at sitting under a duvet with a clothes, clothes rack and... Uh, <laughs> I remember know, those right? days. I know, I know. Look back and go, God, wasn't that? What was that about then? As we're, yes, <laughs> relaxing, and that would be amazing. Yeah. It's quite World War Two. No. If I could turn my screen black and white, then you two look like you're sort of in a bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a lovely image. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to How to Cope with Becky Howard and Lucy Clyde. 
If you enjoy these podcasts, please rate them and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And tell your friends. Thanks for listening to How to Cope. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now, imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.